Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to you, Joe. Listeners, it's five o'clock. It's five o'clock. It's eight o'clock. I don't know what time it is. I'm stoned. Uh, it's eight o'clock. It's Friday night at Sense for Fantastics Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, I'm gonna run around uh, and we're gonna get it started. We've got a real audience member here, and he's not even a comic. All the comics are outside. I'm so excited. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come around. I'm gonna tell this guy jokes. Fantastics uh, Comedy Clubhouse. Without you, this would be, without you, this would be a boring sex act between my boyfriend and I here. It would be like, oh, he's gonna listen to my jokes again. How fun! Uh, I am, I am really, I am really high right now. I am so very high. I made these crazy. Do you like pot food? I should give you one just because none of my comedians are here so they can go fuck themselves. I made soft pretzels. They're filled with cheese and there's weed in them. They're very, very strong. I've TH cheese. I've consumed enough edibles today uh, to tranquilize a small Cambodian village. And they're like, oh, like, ah, what is this shit? They're used to that Thai stick. They're not used to this good old American weed. I love it. Uh, have you ever gotten so high that you forget how your own shower works? Has ever happened to you? Happens to me all the time. I get in the shower. I'm like, ah, it's so hot. What's going on? It's cold. <laughs> it's like a, it's like Airbnb in your own home. It's like a really cheap vacation. It's horrible. I'm like, why is there all this cat litter on the floor? Why am I paying for this? Ah, it's my house. I'm high. Very high. You're gonna be high now too. This is fun. This is what microphone stands are for, actually. Hands-free comedy, getting high. I love weed. I used to smoke weed with my cat. My new cat is a pussy, though. He doesn't like weed yet. He's a kitten. He's just a baby. He does not like the weed. He actually runs away from the weed. My old cat, though, oh, boy. He'd hear the bong, and he'd be like, meow, meow, and he'd come out, and he'd sit right in front of your face, and get high together. Cats love getting high because they're also always on acid. I don't know if you know this. Uh, cats are constantly on acid. I've seen my cat sitting this close to a painting, just like this, for like an hour. This is, this is what cats do. Cats are on acid. They're like, I see everything. Yeah, no, hey, uh, you have no idea how to be, this is how we treat audi the audience member. The private show here at mutinyradio.fm. Yeah, where'd you hear about this? Who's supposedly on the show? Oh, that's great. They're both on the show, that's great. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, I, um, we like to smoke pot here because, yeah, right, it's a cool little place. Um, see, the problem is uh, I don't have any friends. <laughs> so that's why there's no one here ever. I've exhausted my friends. It's not fair. I've been doing, I've been doing comedy for eight years. I've been doing this show for seven years every Friday. So my friends hate me. They're like, we don't care anymore, Pam, about your stupid Jesus jokes. They just don't care. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Do you believe in Jesus? Uh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I like, I like, look at another, another real person. I was raised super, super religious. We don't have to turn this into a TED Talk, but I, I, I was... I was raised really, really religious. I was actually a cheerleader for God. Yeah. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Ra, ra, ra. I was a cheerleader for God. See, that was the thing. I was a cheerleader. I actually was a cheerleader for Christ. I feel like performing for these two guys because they've never seen my jokes. See, I got to take off my Lucifer jacket as I <laughs> talk about Jesus. Ready? Okay. Give me a K. K. Give me an I. I. Give me an L. L. Give me an L. L. Who did the Jews kill? Jesus. Jesus. Put those nails in my hands. We'll all go to the promised land. Yay. We all get 12 mansions in heaven. Yay. The only thing that... Uh, wasn't sexy. You know, I, we had to wear really long skirts as Christian cheerleaders. That was not sexy. Also, my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity, so also not sexy. Not fun, not sexy. I love the Bible. I love the Bible so much. It's taught me so much about feminism. It is so exciting. What an amazing book. Two books about women, Esther and Ruth. Great, really amazing women. Taught me everything I know about feminism. Esther, you know, she saved the entire Jewish people. How'd she do it? Was she clever? Good at puzzles? Excellent orator? Nay, Hot Rack didn't look Jewy. Her name was Hadassah. They're like, change that name, girl. You got a hot rack and get in there. Woo! She did. She was hot. That's how they were like, she is so beautiful. She must have just had this like, I don't know what kind of women they valued back then. Uh, <laughs> fat, thin, like Rubenesque or whatever. It's tiny titties, big ones. I don't know what they thought back then. They're like, oh, she looks like a goat. It's just beautiful. Um, that was a terrible accent. I don't even know who I was trying to. Israelis, deep Israelis. The other thing I learned about was Esther. And were Ruth. Wow, she's the other one. She lived in a different country. She married a Jewish guy. And then that guy died. And then she went with her ex-dead guy mother-in-law back to a country not her own, right? And then what does she do? She listens to her mother-in-law and she marries the old rich fat dude that's laid at the feet of Boaz. There's even a Bible verse where it's like, he was fat. He's like, I am old and not so good looking. You could marry any of my younger brethren. And she said, no, I'm listening to my mother-in-law. Mary Rich, that's... It's good. It puts feminism ahead. Hey. Yeah, yo, he missed the open mic. It's, yeah, it's like 6 to 7.50. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, everybody likes to open mic. I know. We have two real audio. These guys don't know any jokes, though. I am not impressing them yet. No Bible stuff. Fuck Bible stuff. But I also want to, I don't want to do feminist stuff because that's just so heavy-handed. You're like, I also like the word heavy-handed because it comes from, you know, you didn't want to be heavy-handed with your wife. You know, you want to hit her, just not with a heavy hand, you know, with like a light hand. Don't, that's where it comes from. Don't be so heavy-handed. Rule of thumb. Only beat her with a switch at the size of your thumb or smaller. That's where that shit comes from. I love feminism. I love words. I think this stuff is so great. Like, 
you know, I, I think about it all the time when I'm, you know, questioning, like, what, what am I, right? I'm a, and I try to be positive about, like, I'm, a, I'm an honest, vocal female. I'm an, I'm an, I'm an honest, vocal woman. I'm, a, I'm an honest, vocal person. Language is political. We are all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. All language is political, you guys. I don't know what to call myself. And I have to call myself a feminist. It's the only word without the word men in it. And it's literally the only word spelled with an I. Like, I am a feminist. No, it's a crazy thing, right? Every month I do this thing that guys hate. It's so fucking gross, right? I menstruate. I menstruate. <laughs> Your name's even on that. The one thing you can never, ever do. And yet it's all over the language is political. It's like making people think, you know? Menopause I get, right? Because I'm 44. And when I go through menopause, men are going to pause on me. They're going to be like, mm, no, I'm just going <laughs> to. I get it. I get it. Fine. I'm fine with that language. No, have you guys like cats? Yes. Do you? Yes. Oh, thank God. Uh, have you ever masturbated with your cat? Like you're not like you're masturbating your cat. Like you are masturbating, and your cat is also. Matt, that's never. My cat must just be really weird. Like he likes to like come up and like do this thing like, and then his little pink crayon comes out. It's so cute. And then this one time, this little bead of wet, you know, he's fixed too. A little bead of wetness came out to the tip of his little pink crayon, and then it went onto my bedspread. Do you guys know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It smells like nothing. There's nothing in it. Shooting blanks. They took his balls away. There's nothing there. Before, before we had to chop his balls off, I didn't want to do it. Like, this philosophical dilemma, like, it's a cat. I don't want to permanently alter him. He's his own cat. He, he should be a cat, and he's a boy cat. He should have his balls. His balls are so cute, too. They look like little, little pussy willows to touch them. I just, I like to squeeze them. I just like to pinch them. Like, ah, they're so cute, so fuzzy. I want to keep those little things. I asked the veterinarian, like, what do you do with all the balls? And she just would throw them away. I was like, if they were sheep balls, we would eat them. But they're cat balls. Why can't I have my cat's balls? Dry them out, make them look. Maybe they turn into pearls. I don't know. I don't know what cat balls. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to cut off his balls. But eventually I had to because I was getting the, he was getting so sexually frustrated. Like he was so hyped up all the time. And I was like, am I going to have to get two tiny Q-tips and put them in Vaseline and jerk off my cat? Like, is that what we're going to, this is, I was like, if this is what it's going to have to be, I decided to drop his balls off. He's a 200% nicer cat. Yeah. I know, I know that my cat loves me so much, so much, because uh, my boyfriend was finger banging me the other day. And uh, my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked them. Meaning that my cat really loves me. <laughs> or women actually do taste like tuna. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white stuff. Mine is dark and purpled with age. I don't know if... Does that happen to guys' dicks? Like, if you masturbate too much, like, they turn purple or, like, they change colors over time? Does that happen? No, do you... Do you it, doesn't, it doesn't change. It just... 
I mean, it's just, you know, the masturbation thing. Like, if you're really going for it, and then you're like, In the porns, I don't watch porn, but I guess they do this, like, bleaching. They do, like, they do, like, vaginal bleaching, and they do anal bleaching. Like, because I have a lot of anal darkness. I get really nervous about getting banged from behind, because I'm like, oh, shit, I don't want you to see all that stuff back there. Like, there's... I don't shave either, right? So I've got, like... Um, it's my pubic hair. It's like a hair skirt. It's like a mini skirt. It's like, big. I thought a spider crawled across my pussy the other day and I'm like, oh no, it's just pubic hair. It's fine. And then I was wondering like, some of my pubic hair is longer than most of the comedians on this bill have been doing comedy combined. <laughs> I've got three year long pubic hair. Do you know what I mean? Like my pubic hair is three years old. Is that it's so scary? Because people watch porn, they're like, "Why do we still have hair? Why don't what what is God? God made hair. Take it off. Get rid of it. Chop off your cat's balls. Get rid of that hair, girl." I'm sorry, electrolysis is scary. I, I did a I did a set at a strip club, and I I really I don't shave anything. I'm just I just I'm a I just don't give a fuck. And and it was, and they let me drop trow, and so I took off my pants and I showed everybody, and the, all the guys screamed. It was like they saw like a ghost zombie killer. They're like, ah! I was like, it's just hair. I don't I don't like getting banged from behind though, because I feel like he's looking at my asshole, and I'm an old lady. It looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty bunch of worms trying to escape escape a hungry robin gross sorry i i haven't done this stuff in a while i also they have um I, they do vaginal rejuvenation series and people they do these things where they're like my vagina isn't good enough i'm like who looks at their vagina enough to be like that that it's not good like what's a good vagina when did we decide this like this is this is a good looking vagina, this one here. But one of my fins is like longer than the other, so I have this like tiny Nemo fin, like a little, like one of them's like all kind of long and fin-like, and the other one's like a little, little bit of fin. And I feel like Nemo, like that's where I get all my power from, like my little wonky fin. I don't even know what pubic hair is for. Like what is the purpose of pubic hair? There's gotta be a reason. God made it, our bodies grow hair. Why? I don't know. Why do we decide that's gross? We wanna change that. But what is it for? And I think I know. Like 12 years ago, I shaved my pussy. And um, every time I went to pee, the pee just goes willy-nilly everywhere. I think that the pubic hair is there to funnel it into the toilet. Helps, it gives it somewhere to go. It gives it somewhere to drip down. No. <laughs> Have you? Do you guys like getting pissed on? Like that's the thing. Like I guess it would just be like a spray hose if like there was no hair. She's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch porn. I don't even know what. I'm like, why would peeing on people turn people? Isn't that fun? If like this whole thing with all the politics comes out and we actually get to see this pee video and be like, <laughs> I just love it. Like to sexually fetishize a person who's like, I am the best. I don't make fun of him ever. I like to make fun of his wife because she's a bad feminist. When people say, oh, I'm a bad feminist, and then they tell a joke or whatever. The worst feminist in the United States right now is our first lady, Melania. Melania. What's her name, Melania? Yeah. It's Melania or Melania? In the one. Melania. Okay, I don't know her name either because she never speaks. I would know her name if she said her name out loud at some point anywhere, at any time. 
right? Oh, no, you're fine. Come in. I'm sorry. I was going off on our, our president. I was talking about the first lady. Um, I was, I was talking about the first, I know, don't be afraid. I'm, I'm just, I just keep targeting them because they're the people. Um, the, the first, do you guys know if her name's Melania or Melania? Our first lady, is it Melania or Melania? It's Melania, okay. She never speaks. Uh, I, I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, she speaks four or five languages. She speaks like French and German and something else. It's crazy. Uh, just speak in one language, and pick one. I wish Melania would just pick a language to speak in. Say something, anything of meaning or not of meaning, anything, please, talk. I feel like it's like she's signed the wrong DNR or something and she's not allowed to open her mouth anymore. Like she can't even chew gum. He's like, you, you open your mouth. <laughs> Poor girl. Show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you, nod once, blink twice if you're okay. Melania, I wish I could do her voice, but again, she never speaks. I have no idea what she sounds like. I have no idea how to parody her voice. She's from either Slovenia or Slovakia. Slovenia? Yeah, they both border Hungary. My God, she's starving, right? <laughs> Give that girl a sandwich. She's so beautiful when she frowns, and she's always frowning. I love it. She looks so good. And her little son, America's next school shooter. I can't wait till he... I guess that's why they don't send him to any schools, because that kid can frown. And the beauty of it is he's not from another country, so he has no excuse. He knows exactly what he's doing in every single picture. I hate my life. <laughs> yes. I'm the richest child in the world or whatever, and I hate myself. Like, oh, God, see, we're all the same. We're all, you're not better than us. I was uh, talking earlier about how I don't shave, and it's just a weird thing to me because I like old-timey shit, like Laura Ingalls Wilder stuff. Like, I'm totally down with all that stuff. And in 1904, we weren't allowed to, like, flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut, right? And now... If we don't shave from our big toe to our twat like a four-year-old girl, uh, we're, I'm a disgusting slut. Ah, she's so gross. Ah! I don't want to sleep with her. Disgusting. Oh, well, it's just because we used to have, we used to not be able to shave and we used to not show anything. And now we show everything and we have to shave. And what if I, what if, I mean, what if I wear tank tops with my beautiful armpit hair? Oh, she's a gross old hippie bitch. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. It's fine. I'll never be good enough. Did you guys know that Gillette's coming out with a new razor? It has 17 blades for the closest shave. Have you heard about this? The 13th blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough! <laughs> I'll never be good enough. It's good. Hey, James. Cool, we got four, I've actually, I don't know yet if I'm actually holding people hostage or if this is a gun. I don't have a gun, so it should be okay. I've got a, we've got a hostage situation. Blink twice if, I, if you're okay. Um, I was talking about Melania and, and her first lady. She's the worst feminist in the world. And I've been wondering what she's gonna champion. Like every first lady champions a thing, right? Like Michelle Obama, how much we miss her? We miss you, Michelle, I love you. And she championed this thing like, you know, she hated fat kids or whatever. And she was like, she changed school lunches. And she was like, we're going running, kids. And she was like, work it out. And it was really great with all the kids. Hey. And so I loved Michelle. I thought that, I thought that, uh, you know, Melania was just going to pick up where Michelle left off hating fat kids. 
And then I thought she'd be the one to champion bulimia, right? Because it makes kids four times the consumer. They eat four times the food. And then she'd, she'd really be known as an environmentalist because she'd teach them to vomit into the composting. So it's regurgitate, reuse, recycle. We're gonna put that on the wine vines in Napa. It's nice acidic. It's gonna be good for the, for the grapes that year. I'm excited, the new Melania thing. Chuckles, I like chuckles. I already went through my cat material and my Jesus material. We've been all over the map. I got political, we went to feminism. I was mostly just burning time till another comic came. <laughs> like, there's five real people and there's, and I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll burn time. I haven't even looked at the clock, so I don't even know what's happening. Pulling the, uh, pulling the veil back for you guys. Thanks for being here at Mutiny Radio. Oh yeah, I've been blithering on for 20 minutes. I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> Good, thanks for coming. All right, uh, we sing a little song. When we come to Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse, thank you guys so much for coming. I'm sure that you must know Meredith or Joanna. Who do you, how did you get here? Who? Um, it's okay. I was scrolling through comedy Are you kidding and you found it? God bless you. Scott, somebody give this girl a pot treat. Are you, <laughs> I, I, I make, the, I pay my comedians in marijuana food because I can't pay them in real money. Because <laughs> that's how San Francisco is, what? <laughs> so I made soft, pot soft pretzels this week. They're really, really good, like I, they're really crazy. Um, hey, I sing as we sing a song, and then the cell goes, if you know what goes, sing along and you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy, clubhouse. comedy, clubhouse. together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 <laughs> gotta get a vaporizer, M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, you wanna come inside my clubhouse, yay, thank you guys for coming here in the clubhouse, I'm so excited, you're gonna love your first comedian. He is hysterical and hilarious. Yeah, he's been at the punchline. He is all over at clubs and colleges all over the Bay Area. Start clapping your hands in a slappy-like motion for James Mora! <laughs> What's up, friends? How we doing? Good? Doing all right? Cool. Um, I'm a big fan of April Fool's. Uh, do I, I usually do a lot of pranks. Um, I text my mom a pretty standard one. I text her, I was like, mom, I have some serious news. I just got a girl pregnant. Um, pretty standard, you know, text. And she goes, uh, I hope this is an April Fool's joke. And if not, it is what it is. <laughs> I was like, that's, a, <laughs> that's how I found out my mom is pro-choice. Um, I will talk about me for a bit. I hope that's cool. Uh, I, my name's James, I'm biracial. I'm half black, half regular. Um, half classic, if you will. Uh, and I'm from Georgia, which is a shitty place. Have you guys been there ever? You have? Yeah. You'll know I didn't really fit in in Georgia, because in Georgia there's really only black people and white people. Uh, there's very few ambiguously brown people, actually like both of us. So, uh, like when I moved here, the first time I saw a Filipino, I freaked out, you know? <laughs> I was also like, wait, Asians have Mexicans too? Like, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, but uh, growing up, it was the classic biracial dilemma. I'm sure y'all can imagine. Too black for the white kids. Too big of a John Mayer fan for the black kids. So uh, I was the only kid uh, on the playground who used to get beat up and called the N-word and also beat up for using the N-word, like really all. 
Um, one time I got called the N-word by these rednecks, so I ran to my buddy Demarius, uh, who was black, which is redundant, and uh, and I was like, yo, D, these fucking rednecks, rednecks just call me a nigger, let's go fuck them up. And then he looked at me, and he was like, what did I tell you about that word? And he fucked me up, so that shit was... <laughs> She was inconvenient, dude. Uh, I actually, that, that is a true story so, somewhat. I actually was told once I couldn't say the N-word. I was 10 years old and I was rapping along to a Gucci Mane song, okay? Uh, if you're familiar with Mr. Mane's work, you'll know that the N-word is very heavily featured, okay? So 10-year-old James rapping along, nigga this, nigga that, having a dope time. Uh, this dude walks up, he's like, you probably shouldn't say that, bro. I'm like, why, I'm black. He's like, you black, but you ain't black, black. And I was like, I didn't know I needed two. You know what I mean? <laughs> the cops just need one, right? <laughs> I've never heard the police radio be like, we're looking for an unidentified black, black man. This is just... <laughs> the cops kill black people is the point of that joke. Um, I've been trying to fuck more people. Uh, I've been trying to have, uh, you know, do, do more fucking uh, in my life. Um, I wasn't really having enough of that. <laughs> And <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've been doing some dating to remedy that problem. And I think comedy starting to get in the way of dating for me, Pam. And I think the problem is at this point in my life, it's not even just the time. It's just I'm much more concerned with getting a laugh than getting laid no matter what <laughs> the situation is, okay? Uh, I don't like no. So even like on a date, like I'm always just saying stupid ass shit and like cock blocking my own self. You know what I mean? Uh, I recently was on a date. Cool. Hold your applause. Um, thank you. And with a girl, actually, with a human woman. And we walk into the bar, into the restaurant, and the host goes, "So, two of you guys today?" And I and I go, "Whoa, bro! Watch your pronouns. It's actually two of us girls today." <laughs> so. <laughs> so Shockingly, that got a laugh here. Uh, at the time, it bombed, all right? It was because like, it's a terrible joke, right? But Comedian James, I was like, commit to the joke, right? So I turned to my date and I go, I have a vagina. And that was just, I don't know, that was just the first thing. We just didn't really talk about that. We just kind of like, we just kind of like glossed over that part of the date. Uh, the date starts going a lot better uh, until we try to get the waiter's attention and he's like, give me two minutes. And he comes back like hella long later. Uh, and my date was like, hmm, that was a long two minutes. And I go, I'll show you a long two minutes, which is a better joke. <laughs> you know? It's a bit of a come early joke. Uh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to look at you, John. <laughs> I'm sure you're fine. Um, once again, we didn't really talk about that either, right? So I'm 0 for 2. Um, somehow... <laughs> Somehow, I start crushing it, okay? The date starts going a lot better, and believe it or not, feel free to applaud, we start making out. Woo, yay. In the restaurant. In the rest, yeah, actually, just outside of the restaurant, right? So we're making out, I'm feeling good about myself, and she actually like kind of puts her hand on my dick a little bit, and uh, but then she pulls back visibly confused, and she's like, so wait a second, are you post-op? And I go, whoa, 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 did you think I was serious when I said that I had a vagina? And she goes, I don't know, it's 2019. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know what the year has to do with anything. Um, and I go, no, I have a dick, do you wanna see it? And she goes, not really, and that was the end of the date. So, <laughs> kept crushing it, dude. Um, I have another fun dating story. Uh, I was recently uh, hanging out with a black girl in the marina. 
which are words you don't hear used together very often. And uh, it was me and her, and it was her coworker who was Asian. And the only reason I bring up that she's Asian is because, as we all know, Asians can be refreshingly racist, okay? Asians just say crazy shit out loud that white people have been taught, you know, not, not to say by their parents and by Twitter and shit. Um, so, so the girl turns around and she's like, this is gonna sound kind of racist, but, and I was like, this is exciting. <laughs> like what's, what's gonna happen? And she goes, this is gonna sound kind of racist, but neither of you two have the black accent. Like what's going on with that, right? And in fairness to the Asian girl, me and my date, we talk pretty similar. It's an African-American dialect referred to as sellout. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and the girl is also hella Asian, right? She, like she had the Asian accent, which I won't do now, but it, I, w I want to. Um, so imagine her asking, anyway, so I tried to explain to her, I was like, look, there's no genetic accent that people have, you know what I mean? Like everyone of all races, we learn, we, you know, learn to speak depending on where we're from, what neighborhood we grew up in, right? We don't just, black people don't just spring out of the womb sounding like ludicrous, believe it or not, right? And she goes, hmm, that's interesting, but do you know how to do the black accent? Once again, comedian James, this is a perfect opportunity for a joke, right? So I go, yeah, I can do the black accent. You want me to do it? She goes, yeah, do the black accent. So I go, <clears throat> oh, Lordy, I should do wish I could read good. <laughs> so you guys laughed a little bit at that. Uh, nobody laughed at the, at the time, right? So I look at the Asian girl, not feeling it, whatever. I look to my date, who I expect to be laughing. Uh, she's absolutely horrified, all right? So, uh, you know, she's like looking at the ground and no eye contact, right? Uh, <laughs> and after a long silence, she just goes, I think I'm going to go home. And that was the end. <laughs> that was the end of the date. Um, but what's funny is the next day I was hanging out with my comedian friends. I was like, you guys believe she didn't like my joke, right? It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty good joke, right? Classic misdirect, you know? You think I'm going to give you Kanye West, I give you Kunta Kinte, right? It's like a, it's like a bit of a fun one, right? And, um, and they go, James, let me get something straight. So you brought a black girl to the marina, someone said something racist to her, and then the way that you decided to fix it was to do a slave impression? <laughs> And I was like, when you put it like that, it actually does seem kind of fucked up. So maybe, all right, learn my lesson on that one. Um, I was, this is some kind of shitty news. Uh, I was recently diagnosed uh, with ADD. Yeah. And it was a self-diagnosis. And... <laughs> And I went about it a bit differently from the doctors, all right? So traditional medicine, they usually identify symptoms, they diagnose a disease, and then they recommend treatment. I actually worked backwards from the treatment to the disease. I was like, I need Adderall. How are we gonna make this work? You know what I mean? It's kind of like in Jeopardy, you know, you start with the solution. Anyway, um, so I decided to break the news to my doctor. I was like, yo, doc, I don't know how to say this. Your boy has ADD, all right? Like, I have ADD, you have Adderall, let's make this quick, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's apparently not that easy, guys. It's apparently, it's a lot of paperwork involved. Um, she was like, uh, yeah. And, and at one point I felt like I had to describe my, at one point I was like, I need to uh, describe my symptoms telephonically, right? So she asked me a question, I don't even know what the fuck she said, and I just go, the Warriors have been playing like shit recently. And she was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, just really hard for me to focus. Um, <laughs> and she goes, you know what? I think I actually do have something for you. And I was like, ooh, hit me with it, you know? And she goes, I'm going to recommend meditation. And I was like, that is not that is not what I was looking for. So now every day I close my eyes uh, for 10 minutes and wish I had Adderall is what I've been 
is what I've been doing. I was also recently diagnosed with depression. They said that one. <laughs> My doctor was like, do you ever feel hopeless? And I was like, as opposed to what exactly? Like, <laughs> I think the last time I felt hope was when Obama told me to. Um, <laughs> uh, and anxiety, and anxiety is the worst. Anxiety sucks a lot. Depression is chill, you know? It, it, that's, I mean, because that's all you do is, ch is chill, you know what I mean? Like, when you're depressed, you just chill, you know? What'd you do last night, dude? Chilled? <laughs> what do you mean, chill? Uh, well, if, you want, if you're curious, I watched the same episode of Sports Center four times in a row, and I masturbated between each one. All right, are you happy? Um, uh, yeah, depression is cool. Anxiety sucks, though, dude, because you can't, like, because you, you can't get, first of all, you can't get laid on anxiety. Well, I, I'm saying these like they're drugs. Because um, you can still, you can get laid actually on when you're depressed, you know, because you don't give a fuck anymore, you know? You're like, you're like, you know, I don't care if you like me, I don't like me. So take it or leave it. And they usually leave it, but when they take it though, <laughs> when they take it, you're like, I'm a genius, dude. Call my therapist, like, I won't be needing you anymore, my friend. Um, this took a weird turn a little bit. Um, depression, anxiety. Oh, so anxiety, a lot of my anxiety is, I think, raci racially based. Uh, I'm very confused by we went over the biracial stuff. Um, there are two, but there's two big anxiety triggers as a black man in San Francisco, okay? One of, number two, at a far second, is obviously the police, right? Because, you know, they kill us and shit. Um, number one, though, there's no more anxiety that I've ever felt than when I get out of the shower and I realize that I'm out of lotion. That is actually, that is actually, I, I guess we have one brown person here in the room. Um, I recently got out of the shower and I pumped my little, my little lotion pump and nothing came out. Uh, and I freaked the fuck out, dude. Holy shit. I could hear my skin. Dry, you know, drying up like a, I don't know, what are things that dry up, Pam? I'm kind of thinking on the fly here. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'll just use one of my roommates. And then I realized all four of my roommates were white. <laughs> so I used lube, all right? I'm not happy about it. I, I did use a little bit of lube. Uh, and I wasn't as, as moisturized as much as I just was slippery. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I was not ashy, which is which is the uh, the answer there. Hey, that was a brand new one, Pam. I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, speaking of roommates, I have four roommates. Anyone else poor? Yeah, got a couple. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Six roommates. Oh shit, dude. Damn. Did you, Pam, did you give him a scholarship? <laughs> yeah, give him a discount. To ten ten bucks is fucked, dude. Um, I have four roommates. And we have really thin walls in my house, um, which means I can hear them having sex, which is fine, you know, do your thing. Uh, usually you're shaking your head no. No, I mean, yes. It's fine, do your thing, you know. Be free, love one another or whatever. Uh, it's when I can feel them having sex that that's when I sort of draw the line a little bit, right? Um, the other day it was two in the morning uh, and I, it was like, I trying to, I'm trying to sleep and my roommate is fucking his girlfriend so hard that my entire room is like shaking, right? Like an earthquake. Um, and I realized in that moment, I've never been more excited for another man to come ever. Dude, I was like, I was like, let's wrap this up, Ed, you know? <laughs> and my walls are so thin that I can even hear them doing dirty talk, 
which is very intrusive, right? <laughs> but at one point, his girlfriend's like, come for me. And I'm like, dude, come for me, dude. Like, I have, <laughs> I have work in seven hours. All right, guys, give it up for Pam. James Mora, yay! Yay! I also, I live in an apartment complex downtown and I have very thin walls and we leave the windows open a lot and I am so worried about what they think of me. I'm, I, it's so funny, if you guys live in a building and you never talk to your neighbors, and, it, and, I, and at least in my building, I pass by them in the hall and I don't even want to see, because I don't want them to know that like I'm the one with the explosive diarrhea at like 5.30 in the morning. Too many IPAs. Um, it's scary. It's I really feel I really feel bad for my neighbors. I'm like, I'm sorry. What do I gift basket at Christmas time? A poor person. Uh, your next comedian. Uh, I don't know. You guys want to Rosham for it? You're pointing at him. That's good. That sounds good. You look. You're reminding me of like a like a French motorcycle rider who like screams existential poetry t like to seals on the cliffs. Like, you're like screaming into the void, like, do I am I real? Well, I'm not French. No, I'm just saying what you look, like you're wearing, you've got this very like, like I wanna like bring you up with snaps or something, like one of these crazy beatnik brothers from the 50s and he's like Jack Kerouac had a baby with Bjork and he's here today to do jokes for you. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Justin Carisi! All right, thank you. I'm, I can count on two fingers, on two hands, I mean. I can count on two, I can count to two, you guys. Um, I can count on two hands the number of things that people say I look like. There's French, there's biker, there's um, Voldemort. There is, um, yeah, I've gotten White Panther several times. Um, all right, how do I want to start tonight? Uh, I'm, um, I had so much caffeine today, you guys, that I came back around and I'm exhausted again. Have you ever done that? Have you ever OD'd on caffeine uh, every day for 20 years? I did that once. Um, this, this is what it looks like. Um, uh, um, uh nice intimate little setting we have here, which is a really uncomfortable word to use in an intimate setting. Um, I can't get the microphone at the right height ever. I'm just gonna be really awkward and not do my set for the, my whole time. So, <laughs> thank you. All right, so I wanna get a couple things out of the way to start. Uh, I'm Justin Creasy, hi. Um, no, I'm not as happy as I look. Uh, yes, I realize I'm wearing all black. That's on purpose. No, I'm not gonna be okay. <laughs> this is all deliberate. Going for the French biker look. Uh, people warn me sometimes that like dressing like this and my general attitude is gonna alienate my audience. Wrong. Who I am deep down is gonna alienate my audience. <laughs> The look is just a warning. It's for your benefit. I don't want anyone to be surprised when I lose it. So what am I trying to say by dressing like I'm gonna die in the first five minutes of Mad Max? I think I'm trying to say life is tough and I'm not handling it. Um, 
I don't even know if I can get along anymore with people who don't have issues. The way I see it, if you're not mad at the world, you're part of the world. And I spend a lot of time looking for my own people, but they can be difficult to identify because there are a lot of places where it's cool to dress like you desperately need help. I went to a bar a little while ago, struck up a conversation with a girl, and she thought it was edgy that I had no tattoos. We've come full circle. I just want you guys to know, if you ever go out dressed like a freak and there isn't anything actually wrong with you, you're appropriating mental illness. <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. This belongs to my people. So I'm only losing my hair a little bit. I shave the rest to show God who's boss. Who's in charge of hair now? So now I look like if Voldemort was ordering avocado toast. I look like a phase that Mr. Clean is going through. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not even working. Like, I'm not scaring anybody, at least not that I know of. I, I guess people don't really come up to you and say, hey, you know what? You are terrifying. It's not a great way to strike up a conversation, but not scaring anyone off as far as I know. Um, probably mostly because I you hang out in San Francisco where people deliberately go to the Folsom Street Fair. <laughs> I'm trying to upset the wrong group of people, I think, you know, but uh, they don't sell anything darker than black, so might start setting myself on fire. <sighs> That's where I'm going to go with that. I think I'm going to... Thank you. I think I'm just going to talk about my love life for a minute. It's spring. Love is in the air, kind of, or whatever passes for love around here these days. A um, little while ago, a girl came back into my life, which means I win. <laughs> you made mistakes, and I'm the best you can do again. Whenever a girl says, it's been a while, that means I have fresh baggage. I'm an excellent female to English translator. I got a couple more for you. Girl says, we should see other people. That means you should see other people. You have catching up to do. This one I just learned recently. Um, this one had me fooled for a while. When a girl says, he's like my husband, opposite of what it sounds like. That means I don't respect him and neither should you. <laughs> so this girl was in my life and she went away and came back and we got a beer and she said, how's your love life? And I've always wondered if I had a hidden talent. Turns out I can make people cry by telling them how I'm doing. So I'm like, why are you crying? Do you have baggage you need help with? And she says, no, I'm crying because I was with you and I can't believe no one wants what you have to offer. Aw. And I said, okay, so do you want it back? And she's like, no, not going through that again. Every woman I've ever been with has told me that I would make a wonderful partner for someone else. 
So most girls, when they find out how sad I am, they leave me, <laughs> which excellent choice. You're a thinking woman, you're gonna go far. But some girls try to fix me, which is adorable, mostly because of, mostly because of how not even close they get to touching this catastrophe. The last girl I uh, dated, or what do you call it when someone sleeps over twice? Is that still, does that count as dating? The last girl who made two mistakes. She said to me, you know what I think would make you happy? You like music, right? You should take up singing. So I'm like, every day I die a little more inside. And she's like, you should take up sewing. And I'm like, I made us matching body bags. It's like an applause break. <laughs> I b brought my applause break with me. <laughs> All right, what else, what else have I got today? A um, lot of people these days do not believe in God. And I understand that, I get it, I was there once myself, but if there's no God, who ruined my life? wasn't me. I made excellent decisions. I went to college and then God was like, all right, okay, well now college is stupid. And I got a shitty job anyway and I saved up for retirement 10% of my paycheck at age 23 and then God parted the economy. Someone is to blame, and it's not me. <laughs> Women my age are mostly starting to settle down, and um, I'm really into that because uh, dumping them is great for my self-esteem. <laughs> um, there's just, there is no feeling like meeting somebody who really needs me and looking her in the eyes and telling her to go get a cat. <laughs> And if that hurts to hear, then just think of it as your turn. Uh, I, would, I would love to be able to say that I get a lot of women, but the truth is I just have high turnover. I'm not good at getting them, I'm just good at replacing them. I usually don't want them to leave, but I have about, I think about five weeks of personality before I, I expire. I'm not that hard to figure out. Sad and angry. Exactly what it looks like. I have no tricks up my sleeve. So I'm always on the lookout for a woman with four weeks of personality. I date to win. It hurts to lose a good woman, so you know, don't date good ones. I'm looking for the kind of date I can get through with like just one of those soundboards that a radio jockey uses. Like, that must have been so hard for you. That's probably because I'm an Aries. Your coworker's a total bitch. <laughs> it's nice, easy conversation. 
I'm sick of the dating process. I gotta keep finding new girls, go on dates, pretend I'm not suicidal for 90 minutes, bring her home, show her my sword. That's my favorite part of dating is I call it the sword test. It works like Groundhog Day, which I don't know if you guys know about that out here, Groundhog Day. Do you, round of applause, anyone know what I'm talking about? Great, excellent data, wow. thank you. Sword test works like Groundhog Day. If she sees my sword and doesn't leave, that means four more weeks of YouTube and box wine. All right, I think that's going to do it for me. I'm Justin Carisi. Thank you guys for the great night. Here's the pan. Justin Carisi, everyone, having trouble in the dating market. You crazy kids. You guys all you guys all use the crazy dating apps? You ever? You never? I've never used them either. That's one of the things I lord over people by thinking, like, I'm better than you because I've never internet dated. I'm so proud of myself. You know, it's one of those things, like, some say, some people say raise the bar. And some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. Like what the fuck happened? Why don't we, don't you meet guys at the bar? I met my boyfriend at a bar, you dumb people. And what's the point of dating anyways, right? It's to get married, I guess. I don't know, I was married. I was married for 13 years. I got my first STD, sexually transmitted debt. That's what happens when you get married. You literally get their debt. My ex-husband told me three years into our marriage that he had $15,000 of credit card debt from college. And I was like, I am so glad our marriage is based on honesty. And it's so great. Divorce later. Hi, welcome. Hey, come on in. Oh, there's a performer behind you. There we go. I'm said, yeah. Hell yeah. Just leaping in. Uh, sweet. I'll do one more while we're figuring out all this stuff over here. Knock, knock. Who's there? Feminism. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. It's like the precept of feminism. I don't know. A lot of ladies in the 70s read a lot of books and shit. Said I could talk about my butthole on stage. Feminism, yeah! I love equality. I do. I do. Feminism is equality. People go, oh, well, we don't want women to be objectified and so those feminists. I'm like, you girls got it wrong. Feminism is about equality. Now we can objectify men equally. Hell yeah. Yes, I date a man 11 years younger than me. Ha. <laughs> Feminism. <laughs> uh, your next performer, now she believes in feminism. She's badass. Uh, she produces a bunch of shows. She's one of the geniuses behind Moonday Night Show, Mondays here at Mutiny Radio from 8 to 10. She produces a show uh, called 33 to Hama. She's going to be producing some Saturday nights here at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together right now for Meredith Slaughter. Yay! What's up, Mutiny people? Happy, happy Friday. Who's in the back over there? And he's, they, they died. Who's, uh, who, no, really, who's in the back? And there's somebody back there running the sound? Yeah, yeah. yeah who is it? Oh, cool. Sorry, I dropped my phone. I'm gonna have to go buy a new one. I buy them a lot because I break them all the time. I've like maxed out. It was just so going to the point of not being able to find that Justin was saying, you know, people who are normal, if you're not. Chris Riggins and Justin and I just spent the past two hours together and it's a very strange combination. But I was telling them how I've maxed out my Apple ID limits. Like I can't add more devices. <laughs> and I'm like, which phone doesn't, do I not have anymore? I can't even figure it out. 
Um, well, I married a slaughter. I don't know most of you, which is great. Yeah, so married a slaughter like slaughter a cow. So like most comics, I too am thinking about killing myself. Yay. I uh, was uh, texting with a comic earlier today. I, I do that most of all day, every day. If you're a comic in here and you spend most of your day messaging with other comics, clap your hands. No, you don't, Pam. You don't message all day with other comics? Oh, man, I wish I had that life. Speaking of, the messages I was having with other comics today led me to send another comic a message that said, can you please bring your gun tonight in case I'm ready to go? <laughs> and he said, to heaven, and I said, wherever it is, one goes. Just, uh, just not here, because <laughs> I don't care about these other messages I'm receiving. <laughs> I'm like, that was so two weeks ago. Dramedy in comedy. Yeah, yeah, that's what we have. Um, I also want to be cremated. Yeah, you know, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it doesn't get any blacker than that. That's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, too bad James isn't here. Half of him would be offended. I love James Mora. He's so freaking funny. Okay, so let's talk about what he's uh, speaking of death, speaking more of death. On Saturday night, there was a show at my place. James was in it, and afterward, he was standing uh, talking to me in my kitchen, and he said, what's the weight limit out there about my balcony? And he's, he's joking, but I can't see. I have no. I, I literally have no idea how many people are out there. And um, he's like, a lot. And I'm like, oh, it's like anyone's like super fat or anything. He's like, well, they are comics. And I was like, that's true. They all want to die anyway. <laughs> and so then, though, today, <laughs> I get a message from our maintenance people saying they're going to come do an annual inspection. And one of the specific things is like checking the screws and things like that on the balcony. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, let, let's, let's do do that. Let's do that. Let's do that inspection. Go, you come on in. They came in. They were there 20 seconds. <laughs> to check the whole apartment. I mean, like, it wasn't just the balcony, so I'm not sure. It, so any of you, please come to one of the shows. And, uh, just, just you know, assumption of risk, okay? I mean, you're going to sign something at the door if the balcony falls. You can sue the building. You can sue whoever, just not me. Uh, <laughs> or Justin or Chris Riggins. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see what else death 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 one thing that has not died yet this year is texas tech basketball and uh, yeah i mean i don't yeah i know may, does any did anyone here go to a big sports school for undergrad yeah where'd you go yeah oh, sick so you get it man you totally get it what's your name phil, phil. cool i have an uncle named phil <laughs> and he's funny as hell so uh <laughs> He lives in Fort Worth, Texas. He did not go to Texas Tech. He did not graduate from college. Um, anyway, but for none of my dad's brothers did. My dad's a doctor. None of his brothers went to college. I don't know what happened. Anyway, they, but they're doing fine. But Texas Tech it has never made it to the Final Four ever in basketball history. I, I didn't even know we were like good this year until I heard we were in the Elite Eight. And I was like, yes. And last year was our first year to ever make it into the Elite Eight. And so then we beat Gonzaga. Justin, <laughs> Justin was with me there on Saturday. I made him go watch the like 
I'm such a big fan, I watched the last 20 seconds of the game. <laughs> but that's how close it was. Um, and then later on this week, Justin was like, oh, they, 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 they won their, their Elite Eight game? I was like, you were there. <laughs> I was like, you were there. And he was like, oh, that's what it was? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm like, you need to go to a big school. Because, yeah, big school, sports school. Uh, another thing that's fitting about Texas Tech and slaughtering things is that our slogan is guns up. So, so I'm like, Jason, bring your gun. <laughs> so I told another comic that I had told the other comic to bring the gun tonight just in case. I'm ready to go. And he said he was first. And I said, nah, I called it. You're sitting in the back. <laughs> and... I was like, but maybe you'll get lucky. The bullet will go through my head and back in, you know, in tears. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's that's how this feels right now, guys. Yeah, I feel so hated in here. Nah, that, not at all. I love Mutiny. Like it's so. I'm so. I, I don't know the the people in here, which is interesting. I know a lot of. Are you all comics? No, that's fucking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, good. <laughs> I, I hope you did not pay to come see me. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you back on your way out, okay? <laughs> uh, Joanna Bateman, she's got, she's totally different than what I'm going to do. But she's uh, my co your co-host of the Moonday Night Show that Pam mentioned earlier. Hopefully it's not going to die soon. Uh, we had a great time on Monday. Yeah, it's awesome. It, it, it won't die as long as... I am comfortable running the board by myself. And when I'm not, I just, Mark Noyer, Capital Man, you're gonna need to get over here. <laughs> uh, also speaking of a show here at Mooney, which Pam, thank you for having me here tonight and for what you do for comedy. Uh, Mark Noyer and I, since y'all aren't comics, you may not know him, but uh, we're gonna host the M&M show on 420 from eight to 10. It's a play on words. Does anyone else get it? Who in this room is a big Eminem fan? Like, the like, so that's how it'll be spelled, but like the rapper. So one of his albums is named The Eminem Show. And so we're going to do all songs that are like pot related and stuff when we're... Yeah, and then we'll probably die because we'll eat too many edibles. I have felt like I was going to die after eating too many edibles. I try to go easy on those things. You know what will really fuck you up are those drinks. Those hundred, the 100 milligram drinks. It's like they taste like nothing. I mean, they taste good. They taste like great, actually. They don't taste like nothing. I don't know why I said that. Um, but then you want to die. <laughs> should just like leave it somewhere. Um, what else? My dad's a doctor. Dr. Slaughter. <laughs> really, I swear he is. I'm not making that shit up. Yeah, he is. My mom's a nurse. They both do hospice. So they really do help people die. Uh, yesterday, I was at a birthday party and I was getting my check on the way out and the bartender said, Slaughter, right? And there was a newer comic standing to the, to the right of me and he said, oh, it's not a stage name. It's your real name. And I was like, yeah, it's my real name. I was like, but I get it. The, the, the nicknames in comedy, you know, like, wow, we have some that are, that they should think about death. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I'm, I'm kidding, guys. I love these people. I just don't call them by their, I call them by their real names. I'm going to call them Frosty Nugs, Jamie, I mean, but come on, come on. 
who is friends with quest freedom on facebook are you fam you're with enrique oh my god this stuff is hilarious you guys have got to check this shit out because he cannot figure out what his name is <laughs> i'm serious he cannot it's like very confusing <laughs> We don't want Enrique to die. Sometimes he talks about wanting women to die, like he kind of does. He gets he gets really like aggressive, and then I'll send him a message, and he'll be like, "Not you, not you." <laughs> like, okay, thanks, Enrique. You can you bring your gun? All uh, right, good. Thank gosh, Pam, saving you guys. Like the. the 20 seconds from now, there was going to be like a storm of military men coming in, slaughtering the place, but she saved it. I was like, I mean, if I get down before you get here, don't come in. They survived. Okay. All right, guys. Give it back up for Pam Benjamin, Mooney Radio, and David back there on the sound. Meredith Slaughter, everyone. Yes. Do you guys know why Californians can't have guns? Because we're always triggered. about the one-liners tonight, yeah. Uh, your next comedian, I'm really excited because she's like a performance artist and an actress and a comedian. I have no idea what she's gonna do, but it's gonna be amazing. Uh, she's hilarious and unique and pushes the boundaries of all things awesome. Clap your hands together for Joanna Bateman! <laughs> Pam. Um, first up, Ariana Grande has come out in support of Kamala Harris, and she's written a new song about it. Ariana, come on out here! <laughs> you, you love it how she moves you. You love it how she touch you, Kamala. When all is said and done, we need a woman in the White House. And I, I was let down by the Mueller report, oh yeah. I thought that there'd be more to report, oh yeah. When all is said and done, we need a woman in the White House. <laughs> Come on, she is so fine, yeah. Starbucks do the waste of time, yeah. Prosecutor and the senator. See the way she like it, how she climbed the ladder. Refused to relive last election. I'm sorry that I give you erections. You gotta listen, I'm a sexy mouth. We need a woman in the White House. Said yo, you love it how she moves and yo. You love it how she touch you, come along. When all is said and done, we need a woman in the White House. And I, I know you're pepped up about Buddha change, but oh, how much booty can his booty change? Oh, uh, when all is said and done, we need a woman in the White House. When all is said and done, we need a woman in the light. Oh my God, thank you so much, Ariana, for Kamala Harris in San Francisco. Thank you. Oh, her voice is so sexy. Oh my gosh, it just makes me so frisky when I hear her sing. It's so hot. And it's springtime, the birds and the bees, 
But I think that's kind of an antiquated personification of the dance between masculine and feminine energies. Am I right? We need an updated story to tell our youth about that blend of energies. And I think I've got one. Feel free to use this when talking to your children or your nieces or nephews or just kids on the street. We are bodies of water. Both of us, men, women, we are bodies of water. And we are kind of like a winding river in our life, right? Sometimes we go this way, sometimes we go that way. We don't know where we're going, but we are going there. We're going there. And sometimes a feminine body of water and a masculine body of water get close to each other and the earth between them even starts to sink a little bit and, and, and they get closer and closer together and the masculine waterfall thinks to himself, I just might become a waterfall tonight. And so he starts to pick up speed, pick up speed, and the feminine energy, she's a little bit, a little bit scared of this picking up of speed. The feminine energy is kind of like the water molecules that are grouping onto the rocks. They're like, not quite ready to go down, not quite ready to go down the waterfall. No, I don't know your middle name. I don't, I just, what? Hold on. And I'm going to pause here because I realize that in today's Me Too era, this looks a little confusing. She's saying yes, but she's also saying not yet. And that's because this is a pretty accurate portrayal of what it is like to be a woman. We're not quite sure. <laughs> but if you play your cards right, whatever the fuck that means, eventually we'll come to a point where I'm from Ohio, so for me, the dream words are something like, hold on, buttercup. It's going to be a bumpy ride. And then we just go down the waterfall together like this. So just use that instead of the birds and the bees. I think it makes a lot more sense. Birds, bees, what's what? You guys, Adam and Eve are in couples counseling. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, I'm a little out of breath, but I gotta get through this with you, so I'll just tell you briefly how it all began. Apparently, Eve's upset because, well, she was like, Adam, you're getting mad at me for everything. You're blaming me for everything. I mean, the other day, I went to eat a banana and you got upset because it was the last good banana. Eve, you and fruit, it's a major trigger for me, okay? It's like flashback, flashback, flashback. I know, like the way it used to be, flashback. I know, I know, but I just, I had a feeling that there was something out there for me to learn, Adam, and I just wanted to learn. You know what? I think you're upset because I learned it before you did. No. No, I'm not. It's just, we were never supposed to learn that stuff anyway. What did you think was gonna happen, Eve? 
And that's when the counselor steps in and she says, okay, Adam, that was a wonderful display of anger you just showed us. Let's move through that psychosomatically, okay? Adam, where do you feel anger? In your body, Adam, where do you feel anger? Okay, what's underneath that anger, Adam? My pee. Your pee, okay. Uh, okay, move with me, stay with me, people. If your pee could talk, what would it say? Uh, Eve, come over here. I wanna play puppet master. Okay, puppet master? I don't even know what a puppet is. Oh, it's a word I made up because my pee goes up it. <laughs> oh, but I like puppet master, I love that. Adam, I'll play puppet master with you as many days of the week as I, you want. You know, like sometimes I don't wanna play it, but you'll respect me those days, right? We talked about that last week, we made up the word respect, remember that? <laughs> Um, okay, so you know what? No, I'm just gonna solve this real quick, counselor. Move out of the way. And she moves this fig leaf aside. She goes in with her open mouth. And the counselor steps in again. No, Eve, you cannot do that every single time. That is not the end all, be all solution for your fights. And that's where I think you're wrong, counselor, because knowledge is power. And the counselor says, yes, but with power comes great responsibility. And Adam just shoves it in there and says, but ignorance is bliss. And then something kind of hits them both like a change in the weather. And Adam pulls his penis out of Eve's mouth. And Eve moves her head over her shoulders. And they both look out into the wilderness and say, but we aren't ignorant anymore. And Eve stands up and looks at Adam, and Adam looks at Eve and extends out his hand, which she puts in his, and he holds it tight and says, hold on, buttercup, it's gonna be a bumpy ride. I saw the whole thing on Periscope, they live streamed it. I couldn't pull my eyes away, it was nuts. It was crazy, you guys, like this is the world we're living in. All right, and finally, my last impression. Every comedian needs an impression, and I don't have any, so I made up one. Uh, this is Disney's The Little Mermaid, Ariel, doing stand-up comedy. Oh, oh, what is this? Oh, I know what this is. Scuttle told me about these. It's a magical human make-your-own-waterfall machine. Let's see how it works. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was insane. That was amazing. Joanna Bateman. My god, that was incredible. That was that was that was that was insane. We have uh we have our last comedian is he's standing outside and he's gonna come in that was that was awesome that was like that fall you did oh my god I'm like we have liability insurance so it's gonna be okay <laughs> like I actually pay for liability insurance Zach 
Yeah. You guys should be so... This is very exciting. He's one of my favorite comics in San Francisco. Uh, he's super... Oh, my God. I can't believe you ride that thing around. It's so dangerous. No helmet. He is Mr. Danger himself. This man is no coward. Uh, you guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for your headliner tonight or the last comedian to perform. Zach Wiseman! Yay! I'm currently at work right now. I left my job to come here. And then I'm going to go back and hope I still have a job. I didn't clock out. I'm getting paid for this, so fucking, yeah. Still get paid in comedy, you cheat your real boss. That's... Uh, I'm too sober to be doing comedy. I don't like to get high. I don't like to get too high at work. And I was at work. And then you can only do so many drugs when you're on a unicycle. You know what I mean? We else have that problem? I have a lot of weird uh, problems that people don't have because I live like a weird-ass life. I also, like, I learn a lot of things uh, that people don't know uh, because I live weird lives. Like, I, I know that if, uh, if you're playing accordion, no one will ask you to take off your ski mask. Did you know that? I knew that. I went to Burger King, and they just took my order. I was like, what? I could be robbing you right now. This is... But I didn't rob him. I got some nuggets. Dollar fifty for ten nuggets? Are you kidding me? This city's not expensive. Someone told me that uh, San Francisco was uh, really expensive, and uh, there was a huge homeless problem, and also there's a lot of crime. And I was like, that doesn't like all those things don't fit. Like, are there like like homeless people mugging dudes with like Chinese daggers from the 12th century? Like, what if? It's not a, it's not a dangerous city at all. It's not dangerous. I almost had a problem uh, one time in this city, and then I just turned the corner, and then it was over. <laughs> I just walked away briskly, and then no problem, you know? Very fine, fine city. <sighs> you guys familiar with that concept? Like, if there's uh, some field, there's like some genius in a field, uh, there's some guy who like understands it less well, but he's like better at business. So like he gets rich and the other guy just like dies alone in an apartment somewhere. Well, but if you follow that like train of logic, uh, if God created the universe, there's like some guy in the back just like doing all the work. You know what I mean? He's like, and let there be light. Lou, light. I need light. Lou, come on, light. He's like, fucking what? Light, okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's both a particle and a wave. It's, uh, it'll be the fast. Oh, these are big numbers. Fuck. Ah, oh, Jesus. God creates the humans. Lou, humans. I need humans, Lou. What the fuck are humans? We're two-dimensional blobs. What the fuck are you talking about? Lou, we have shareholders. God damn it. Give me humans. <clears throat> Then at the end, God's like, my universe, my beautiful universe. I love my universe. Who's like, what? I did. That's my universe. You son of a bitch. You piece of shit. God's like, you're out of the company, Lou. Actually, no. I made a special position for you in the basement. You're all by yourself in the basement. You're the only one that works down there. And now Lucifer, the light bringer, is very angry at all of us. And rightfully so. You know, he kind of got the shaft. 
Did I just uh, make you guys empathize with the devil? <laughs> Good, I hope so. <clears throat> God is a piece of shit. He really is. Or an idiot. God is uh, a piece of shit or an idiot or both, but definitely not neither. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay, uh, old, old Lou was jealous of God's love for the humans, so what God did is he took uh, Lucifer and put him in a garden with the only two humans he ever made. What? That's just bad parenting. Like, if your kids are fighting, you don't lock them in a closet together. That's ridiculous. That is dumb or asshole or both shit. You know what I mean? What a fucking cunt. God's also, like, a pretty big creep. Like, uh, Jesus is the son of God, but he's, like, also kind of God. It's like a weird, like, I'm my own grandpa kind of situation. All right, so God took Jesus and then put him uh, in a virgin womb to be birthed out of a virgin vagina. And that is the creepiest fetish I've ever heard of in my entire life. I never even fucking thought of that one. A virgin birthing fetish? That's weird. It's real weird. Also, did you know uh, marriage is consent to let God watch you fuck? Do you know that? Under the eyes of our Heavenly Father, these two are united in holy matrimony. Now you can have sex for the first time, huh? That's fucking creepy. That's why he wants you to wait till marriage to have sex. So we can watch everything. Also, that's why uh, they recently legalized gay marriage. Because God's like, this straight porn's getting fucking old. What do those gays do? I just want to see it. What do those... Let them get married. So how are you guys going to kill yourselves? Nothing? What, are you guys going to live your whole lives like fucking cowards? Every goddamn second? How are you going to kill yourself? Gun? Oh. Nobody in the city has a gun. You have friends outside of? Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think a great way to kill yourself uh, would be to hang yourself underwater. You know what I mean? Like, if you're tying rocks to your ankles, fucking throw a noose on the pier as well. Confuse the shit out of them. Fucking solve that one, monk. I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to uh, cut your wrists on a roller coaster. You know? Nice and deep. Down the street, not across the road, like a real fucking sprayer, you know? Just for that picture at the end. (laughs) Making memories that day. Happy 15th, Tommy! Hey, look, we can't afford to get you a car next year, but it'll be a better birthday! Ah! I think another great way to kill yourself... I don't think about this ever. I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. I think that's a vastly overlooked option. Everybody's jumping off, neglecting that from peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself. Also, I'd like to add, you die every time from falling five stories onto asphalt. Every fucking time. There's no book about people who fucking live through that. Also, okay, check this out. Did you know if you jump off, there's a net around the side of the bridge. There's a net. So if you jump off, you have to, like, land in a net and then, like, cargo crawl across the net and then jump again. You have to, like, kill yourself twice, effectively, which is, I mean, the courage to do it once is real hard to build. I don't think you're going to build the second time just in a fucking obstacle course. 
And that net, though, that net is only like, it's like 20, 30 feet down. The net is like a fun distance from the bridge. <laughs> so if you're thinking about killing yourself, just like get a case of beer and a rope ladder and just like make a weekend out of practicing, you know? <laughs> Does anyone want to do that with me? I've been trying to get people to do that with me for like a year now. Nobody will. All right. So I'm a piece of shit. I don't know if you guys deduced that. I really am. I'm fucking garbage. Like, whatever you think the worst drug is, I'm on that drug right now. I smoke cigarette butts I find on the ground. I don't care. Well, other people seem to care. They'll be like, what? That's disgusting. Zach, that's... A San Francisco ground. There's probably like human urine on that cigarette. And then I'll be like, You, my poison is dirty. Oh no. The fuck's wrong with you? I'm just lighting toxic chemicals on fire and just inhaling the fumes. You think I give a fuck about germs? That's ridiculous. Oh no, there's pee pee on it. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking idiots. That'd be like if I was going to shoot myself, but then i drop my shotgun in the mud and I'm like, I'm not putting that in my mouth. No sirree. Looks like I'm living another day. Disgusting. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. People say a lot of dumb shit about suicide. People just like have a lot of dumb ideas. They'd be like, uh, you know, suicide, that's like a permanent solution to like a temporary problem. And if you take like the suicide connotations off that, you take that out of context, that sounds like the fucking way to solve problems. Are you kidding me? Permanently? That's how I want to solve every one of my problems forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Like if you had a leaky roof, right? And some guy's like, oh, I see your, uh, your roof's leaking. Uh, what if I told you I could make that never happen again ever for infinity? Be like, yes, absolutely. This cocksucker's offered me a 40-year warranty. 40 years. Give me that Buzz Lightyear infinity and beyond plan, please. I want the forever. It's ridiculous. Another thing would be people be like, Oh, you're feeling blue? You just gotta you just gotta fake it till you make it. You know, you just gotta and when they say that, they're implying that at some point you will make it, which is not necessarily true. And I'll tell you, if you attempt to fake it till you make it, you might just live your whole life a fucking liar. <laughs> just every day you get up and lie to everybody. How you doing, Tom? Oh great. I'm glad that storm passed. Oh, the kids are off at college. I'm thinking about doing something new with the lawn. I fuck that. Fuck every piece of that. Fuck fake it till you make it. I say, be honest until you shoot yourself like a goddamn American. <laughs> People be like, Zach, you're depressed? You should join a gym. And I'm like, uh, I owe you $30. <laughs> How am I going to join this gym? How the <laughs> and let's say I could, I had the money to join a gym. Uh... Is there like, is there like amount of kettlebells I can swing to make people not shit? Is that, can I bench press uh, like all textiles not being at least 15% murder? Is that possible? No, it's not. I don't think a gym's gonna fix this, dude. Cause the planet's shit. Everybody in here is shit. Uh, sorry, but you are. 9-11 was an inside job. Nobody's gonna do anything about it. Right? Are you gonna do anything about it? Or do you not believe? Has your ego convinced you that, uh, that a building falls down because buildings fall down next to it? You know what I mean? 
That's fine. I'm not going to do shit about it either. I mean, I wasn't excluding myself and everybody in here being shit. We're all garbage. And that seems to extend to everywhere I go. <sighs> so how are you guys going to kill yourselves? You <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I think I brought it down too far. <laughs> what are you, are you guys like uh, animal impressions, huh? You like animal impressions? Yeah. All right, good. Bring it back. Bring it animal impressions. All right. I will do fucking animal impressions against my will if you guess. If you, It's more fun if you guess what animal I'm doing. So if you think you know the animal, fucking guess, you piece of shit cowards. Guess. All right. All right here we go. It's a wolf. It's a wolf. All right, I'll do another one. I'll do another one. All right. It's a wolf. It's a different kind of wolf. It's a totally different wolf. Those wolves don't even know each other. Totally different wolf. All right, I'll do another one. He talked me into it. All right, here we go. Coyote. <laughs> Cousin of the wolf. All right, guys. I got to get out of here. I got to go back to work. So you guys have a good night. Uh, I'm out of here. You, whatever. That's Zach Wiseman. That was amazing. I'll bring you one of those pretzels later since I'll probably be over there. What is that? Uh, that's like a unicycle thing. You pull the little things out and then you put your stand on the side and then you like go around the town. It doesn't even wear a... a fucking helmet I think he's nuts um, a couple impressions happened I'm gonna do one quick impression for you guys because I can do one impression uh, you guys might be old enough to know who she is I sometimes have a dream that she's my therapist you guys know Bjork yeah yeah um, so I have this dream where I'm looking up at her and I'm like uh, why is my mom not proud of me and she looks down and she says your uterus is made of clouds and the polar bear only steps in the same river once don't let pouts lie to you. And I look up at her and I'm like, Ugh. anyways, that's my Bjork impression. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've always wanted to do my impression of Bjork, but like something really mundane, like when she's in Trader Joe's, like looking for things, and she's like, these true profit are delicious. <laughs> they put them, they put them by the register, so you can't get them. <laughs> I can't. Uh, and then well, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. Just a quick knock-knock joke since he was talking about God and Jesus and stuff. Knock-knock. Jesus. Jesus I know. Did that guy exist or what? Uh, right? Jesus who? I'm so glad we're all on the same page about that. Cool. Thank you guys so much 
for coming. Thank you for performing. Thanks for opening the door. Thanks to David Zunzu. Run the ones and twos. It's a fun, weird, intimate space, and it's on the radio. Tell your friends. Yay! This happens every Friday. And then we're going to actually start doing some Saturdays here from 8 to 10 as well. So seriously, thank you so much for your support. Everyone have a really great night. And uh, yay, bye. Jimmy feel wonderful. You know what feels wonderful? Never going to the gym. <laughs> feel great every day. My friends, they wake up, they're like, my glutes are. I'm like, I don't even know what those are. I have no idea what those are. I've never heard of those. That sounds stupid that you have them. But no, I, I, I you know, I try. I want to start like walking and I live in LA and no one is ever walking in LA. Like, if you're on a sidewalk in L.A., you live there or you're changing a tire. Those are the only two reasons. And so it's like, you know, you start a light jog in L.A., you're just a fat guy running down the sidewalk. Everyone just looks at you like, that's a problem. That's not good. He's running from something. And he just started. He's just started that trot today. He didn't do that yesterday. He's brand new at this. Oh, man, you guys are a lot of fun. I don't even know I was going to come up right then. I was just outside smoking a cigarette, and they're like, Andy, you're next. It's like, that just figures. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I got called racist recently, which, you know, I'm a weird-looking white guy, so that's dangerous for me to get called racist, you know what I mean? Because especially when I'm not being racist. When I am, I understand it. <laughs> but when I'm not being... The other day, I had, I had admitted that I'd never dated a black girl. And my one buddy right away, he goes, that's racist. It was like, really? You think it's me that doesn't want to do that? You think, think it's me? Think I've just been turning down black girls for 30 fucking years? Like, nah, not my type. No, I like them a lot. They've never liked me at all, not even a little bit. I don't like using they in that context, but I know. I've had empirical evidence. And just think about it. How many of your black girlfriends have a boyfriend that looks just like me? They don't. <laughs> You know, hey, fuck it, a black guy who has a boyfriend that looks just like me. He doesn't, that doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. Black people don't like people who look like Roseanne Barr. They don't like it. <laughs> and for good reason, let's face it, let's face facts. Uh, but now my uncle, he's, he's somebody who was like pretend upset when Roseanne got fired. I'm like that's not right, she just was voicing her opinions. It's like she works for Disney. Do you think people who work for Disney can just tweet whatever the hell they want? 
If you fucking were serving churros at Disneyland, you would have gotten fired for tweeting that. She had a TV show. I'm just going to get fired. And then he literally laid on to me about how he's like, well, everybody gets a parade. Now, how come straight white men don't get a parade? It's like, first of all, is there anything more feminine than asking when's your parade? <laughs> like, are you serious? Did you just ask that? When's your parade? Really? It's like, dude, you're a straight white guy. Your parade is Monday morning when you walk to work. If fucking enjoy it, look around. <laughs> Take some pictures. There's your parade. <laughs> oh. Now, I, um, I, I, re I really do need to read more, I guess, is what this all comes down to. <laughs> Man, I didn't have time to take off my jacket and it's hot and I won't do it because then my shirt will lift up and you guys don't want to see that. <laughs> so, no reason for that to happen in here, frankly. <laughs> nah, I, um, I do want to have kids. Anybody here have kids besides you guys? You guys have, you have the kids? You got kids back there? Very polite. Oh, he, I know, he, he established that, bud. No, but thank you. Thanks for coming out, dude. That's all, how, how old are you? 13. I like how your, your leg is up. How much confidence have you given this kid in his life? That's awesome. It's not a bad thing. Put your leg back up. There you go, buddy. I love that. He's sitting there like he's 32 smoking a cigarette. You know what I mean? That's the way he's sitting, and I love it. I, he's a good kid. Oh, this, we're in California. Cigarettes are terrible. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Don't do them. <laughs> No, see, I, I just, like, I, like five minutes ago, I lit a cigarette before I took my Uber here, and the people next to me looked at me like I just tipped over a stroller. They were like, seriously, come on. Relax. No, I, um, I do want to have kids someday. I don't, I don't think I'm responsible. The number one reason I think I'm not ready to have kids is because whenever me and my girlfriend have a pregnancy scare, that's, uh, that's what we call it. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a scare. It's not a pregnancy, maybe we'll be happy forever. We don't say that. We're just two people terrified in a Rite Aid. That's all we are. Now, but I think before I have kids, I think I want to have a stepkid first. Right? Little stepper, get you on your way. Right? Because a stepkid's like having a rental car. You don't want to fuck it up. But if you do... not really your problem <laughs> right like a stepdad's all the fun stuff it's like oh your girlfriend's pregnant talk to your father <laughs> you're looking for the weekend guy <laughs> no I think before I have a real flesh and blood kid I think I want to be able to design my kid on a computer <laughs> right because I want to have a daughter that looks just like me <laughs> anybody in here have an attractive daughter what happens you just worry your whole life and then you die and hope other people worry. That's what you do. But if your daughter looked just like me, how much would you really worry? <laughs> like if your daughter looked just like me and she wanted to go to Aruba for spring break, she's coming back. <laughs> You're going to see her again. All right, guys, thank you so much. The first show of the weekend. Thank you, Pam, for having me. Yay! He's coming back from Aruba. Uh, your next comedian, he hails from the Northwest, but he's been all over the country. I heard him on a podcast today, and he's hilarious. You're going to love him. Put your hands together for Sean Riccio. Yes. Hello. Good evening, humans and gentle folk. I have been all over the country avoiding the authorities and my debts. How are you doing? Yes. 
Hi, I too went to college and can't afford it like you. What's up, San Francisco? Uh, uh, I've been dating a lot recently. Yes, I've been dating human women against all odds. Believe in yourself. Your dreams can come true, too. Uh, I love it. It's super fun. I love paying for two dinners, but only getting to eat one of them. (laughs) Yeah. In this economy, in these troubled times, that makes you feel good. You feel like a provider when you can do that. Uh, I've I've been dating uh, I've been dating this lady for a while, and uh, I'm from I'm from Seattle. That's where I'm based out of right now. But I'm originally I was born and bred in the East Coast. All my family is from like Boston and New York, and my girlfriend she is like a Seattle person. She is like lived there all of her life, and she's a hippy dippy kindergarten teacher. So like we communicate very differently. Like I'm very direct and abrupt and brusque. And a couple weeks ago, she was telling me about something, some incident that happened at her hippy-dippy kindergarten workplace. And the way she described it was, this is a verbatim quote, somebody said something to someone else, and there were some bad feelings. And I'm like, uh, honey, I love you, but like, we are going to have to add at least like three more nouns to that sentence. You know, verbs, structures, give me something. You could be describing a building that was so general. Like, what happened? And of course, what happened is, what happens in any workplace where there is a woman, uh, her boss, who was a guy, was incompetent and negligent, and now it's her fucking problem. Yeah, remember that part of the set at the beginning where I was making fun of my girlfriend? That was capital, and we're going to spend it. This is a TED Talk. Buckle up. (laughs) No, because... I am I consider myself a feminist because I subscribe to the radical idea that women are also people. <laughs> and I don't know if you've been like outside in America, but that's like some people have a hard time grabbing that one. And I come by it honest, you got to understand, because I come from like a deeply matriarchal family. Like my family, we're all Irish Italian Catholics. So like my grandmother who raised me was the fifth daughter of six daughters who all raised like three daughters apiece and then they all had two daughters and now my generation they're all having their kids and guess who they are what there's like five men in my family and we are all fucking morons like just great dunces beautiful minds like i can't imagine that's what shocked me when i got out into the real world and discovered that apparently men run everything what how do you get anything done in the day how is everything not covered in jizz because like i'm thinking the spaces in the houses that i live we're like you're the one dude like you're just you're just trying to find any space like i need the bathroom for like five minutes come on like nothing okay Everybody else had ample privacy, I guess. And, uh, and also, like, this is this the, this is the thing that was really fucking crazy about it. Like, I grew up with my mom, my grandma, my brother, who was the same age as me, and basically, like, no other dudes in our family. So when we turned 14 and we had to learn how to shave, we had to ask my fucking grandma. <laughs> grandma, how do you, how do you like shave because my face is kind of itchy 
I don't, I don't fucking, uh, is it like shaving your legs? Uh, maybe? I don't know, cause you, you might not have to fill me in on that. Ah, it's probably like that. And that was fucking it. That's all we got for four years until I finally went to college and met another guy and was living with him. And I'm like, hey, what are your faces? Your face is smooth. What are you doing? <laughs> It's like, I just, but yeah, women in the workplace dealing with men, like my fucking, I feel bad. I feel really bad because like, you also don't get to relax if you're in that situation. Like I dated a, a woman a few years ago who was like a genius. Like when I say a genius, you got to understand, I'm not like hyperbolizing like, oh, she did Sudoku and she was really good at it. She worked at Google doing AI development. She basically made robots that tested other dumber robots. She's smarter than me. She's smarter than you. She's smarter than everybody else in this room. And all she wanted to do when she got home from her eight hours a day, like harvesting code, what, however they do it, I don't know, like they, the, the, they rub the fleam on the plumbus and now there's code and, <laughs> and now you can check your email, magic, whatever, like the mo making modern civilization go, like holding up the pillars of society. All she wanted to do was watch Bridezilla, like just trash TV, like the dumber, the better like anything i was like we could watch like a documentary or like star trek or something and she's like snoop dog paints a house badly there's three seasons let's get it i ordered it all on amazon <laughs> the dvds are coming because this was a while ago you couldn't stream yet you still had to buy dvds it was the dark times Ah, <laughs> oh, were we ever so stupid uh <laughs> I'm actually, I'm in, I'm in like a, a few steady relationships now because I'm uh, poly, which is how we say uh, in English, a huge slut. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's great. Uh, <laughs> right? I mean, what, what, would I, what, what if I said, like, it's awful. Oh, God. There's so many people who love me. Ugh. What a nightmare. No. <laughs> um... I, here's the, I'll let you let you behind the curtain a little bit into the magic. I mixed up my set a bit, and now I'm trying to remember how we actually ramp up into this joke without the setup I used earlier. And we do it by saying this. I even like. <laughs> Like I date, a, I, I was dating a lot. I still do date a lot, and it's it's difficult, but not for the reasons you might be thinking after listening to me for so long. And you, because you're thinking to yourself, Sean, how could you have a hard time dating? You're a 30-year-old ex-call center jockey <laughs> with a philosophy degree, no car, and an encyclopedic knowledge of the original Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> You should be drowning in pussy. <laughs> right? 13-year-old child, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, no, that's not how it goes. Strange masculine voice in the back of my head that I can never seem to get to shut up no matter how much I drink or smoke. Uh, no, that's not how it goes. Uh, it's an, I have a hard time dating. It's not for the reasons you think. It's not because I am a garbage can on fire that walks like a man. <laughs> 
It's not because I'm the human equivalent of a failed state. Oh good, you guys read the papers. I don't have to slow down. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll speak faster. No, <laughs> uh, no I, I have a hard time dating because I'm into like really aggressive, dominant women. And that's just a group of people we don't make a lot of in Western society, right? Up top, patriarchy, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah he, did not, he did not dismiss the fist bump. Questionable. Uh, no, yeah, just keep pressing down on that glass ceiling so that there's only that one lady on OkCupid with like, a picture of a cricket bat in her profile menacing and I'm just like oh hey are you still dating that asshole because I'm out here trying to get it to work this is me clicking the email button on OkCupid <laughs> clicking the email button because I'm apparently 73 goddamn years old uh, <laughs> and I like it that that makes dating difficult like because you gotta understand like when I say aggressive and dominant, I mean like really, I essentially want a gay leather daddy who ovulates. That's my ideal sexual partner. San Francisco, you know what I'm talking about. I want sex to be like a wrestling match that I lost. I want sex to be like a mugging that went badly. <laughs> like statistics and dental records badly. I want sex to be like a deleted scene from American Psycho. Yeah, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Tarps. We need to get some tarps in this place. I wanted the apartment with the hardwood, but you said, no, I like the carpeting. Every time. Every time we get an apartment, me and this imaginary girlfriend that I made up for this joke like five years ago. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I have, I have a for real partner now. She is not someone from Canada that I met at summer camp. Uh, uh, and she's here with me. And like, this is the thing, like, like our arguments are just weird. Like it, it's complicated. Once you find a person like that, it's also just weird. Then there, I can't, com I can't like share it with anybody. There's no like commiseration with other comedians before a show. Like they're all vetching about their wives, their girlfriends, their boyfriends. And it's always stuff like, oh, my girlfriend, her feet are always cold. She's always occupying physical space, <laughs> whatever. Whatever normal cisgendered heterosexual guys complain about in relationships, I don't know because my complaints are always like, this ball gag is way too big. <laughs> oh, oh, this can't fit in my mouth. Are you looking at the measurements before you buy this thing? Hey, I left the. I, I, I think I left my dog bowl at your apartment. Can I can I get it back when I when I come over? No, you left it. You apparently don't care about it. That was a gift. Yeah, it was my birthday gift. I want that back. I gave it to the dog. Don't don't give my dog bowl to the actual dog. That's hurtful, but not like the fun hurtful. <laughs> oh, come on. Why did you buy the cheap maid's uniform? Don't I want to feel pretty every once in a while? It's on my Amazon wish list. You would better buy it because I, on these wages? Are you kidding? I'm a semi-professional comedian. Do you know what that means, sir? Do you know what that means? That means I make dozens of dollars a year doing this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have been great. Give it up for the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Good night. Yay! Sean Riccio, yay! You guys
guys are troopers. We have one comic left in this amazing show tonight. Uh, uh, he is lovely. Before before we get to him, I just want to say one thing about Sean. Uh, with the Tinder, you know, some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. What the fuck are you guys doing with these dumb apps? Like, go to the bar and meet people, you weirdos. Like, what is the fuck's going on? You know what I'm talking about. That's how we used to meet men, right? You just go to the bar. I don't get it. Dating's so hard. I'm like, do you not go to bars? Like, what are you? Why do you live in San Francisco? Because like, a bar in every corner for a reason. Uh, your neck, your last community of the night. He. I got to see him earlier today, and he was very, very funny. And he has a voice for radio, let me tell you. He has a face for it, too. No, he's a lovely, he's actually very pretty. He's a pretty, he's a pretty young man, um, hailing from Washington. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Andrew Murphy. Yeah, damn straight, I'm good looking. All right, all right. Yeah, I am from Seattle. I came all the way down here for this. It's pretty. I like this town. It's all right. It's all right. I went to go see Alcatraz, which I had not. Alcatraz is surprisingly pleasant for a government fortress that got turned into a prison colony. Like it's surprisingly nice out there. While I was out there, the uh, the nice park ranger was telling me he was like, "Yeah, these are Western black crowned seagulls, and uh, they mate for life." I was like, "That's interesting. Are, like, is that true?" Do seagulls mate for life, or can we just not tell seagulls apart? <laughs> you know, because if seagulls' mating policy is anything like their french fries in the dumpsters policy, I think it's pretty safe to assume the seagulls fuck. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry, I have to come up on stage here tonight with a set list, actually. I've been away from stand-up for a while. I've, uh, I booked uh, my first TV thing, which is very exciting. Very, yeah, yeah. I got, I got booked as one of the hosts of Straight Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah. It's a show where I just go to other dudes' houses, and I'm like, there's a cool pool table, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. It's like I live in a bar, dude. Yeah. And then we just drink and talk about how we would have done the Bin Laden raid different. <laughs> you know? I would have gone in through the window, got him in the back, you know? Yeah. You got to talk to people you don't like, you know? You got to talk. You got to meet new people. That's the important thing. That's why I travel and do these comedy festivals. Like the other day, I was talking with a guy who was pro-life, and he was dropping some pro-life knowledge on me. And I don't know if you guys know this, but this is actually true. Do you guys know that at 16 weeks, the fetus has developed everything it needs to dunk? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And you got to respect that, because, you know, because for some people, life just begins at the rim, you know? But... Yeah, 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 man, it's, uh, how you guys liking Trump, huh? How we feeling on him here, huh? Boo, low, low average, low average, I'm sensing on the, I do gotta say, like, I don't like the guy, but people, a lot of the things people say about him really drive me crazy. Whenever people are like, there's nothing Trump could do that would surprise me anymore, I'm like, I don't know, I can think of a few things. Yeah. <laughs> like, if Trump could dunk, I'd be pretty surprised. <laughs> Or even like a strong alley-oop. I'd be like, oh, all right. Or like if Trump was gay, that'd be pretty, you know, if he was like, I did it, I'm gay, I'm the best at being gay. I sucked Elton John's dick like a million times. <laughs> this doesn't change how I feel about other minorities. I'd be like, all right, all right. Or if he dunked while gay. <laughs> He's jumped up and like 
bit a dick on the rim and put the ball in a butt. <laughs> that joke's relatively new. Don't, like, look. My jokes are like my babies. Some of them are fucking dumb, and they're not all gonna make it, so. All right, all right, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, yeah, I do have a voice for radio, though. This is going out live on the radio, right? Yeah, I got a great radio. I would love to work in the radio. The radio, the most thriving of the media right now. I would love to work for a classic rock radio station. You're like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to 92.3 KQKLAQKLAW, the Kakla. <laughs> All right, we're coming at you live from on top of the hill. We're going to be giving away tickets to see Asia playing in Boston. <laughs> Boston playing in Asia. And Blasia, the first all-Asian Boston tribute band. They are all Japanese except for the drummer, who is Thai. All right, and we're going to be playing some Beatles, some Stones, some Kinks, some The Who, and other lost gems of the rock revolution. Just kidding, Hotel California on a loop until I am dead, you motherfuckers! Oh, man. Nah, but you can't, you know, I could probably, st I could work at like a cool radio station like this one. You guys got like cool alt radio stations in town here? Like college radio stations like this one where you just do like, hey, yeah, like this one. We're like, hey, you're listening to Mutiny Radio. My name's DJ Inside Joke. Like, whatever. I don't even need this job. <laughs> we were just playing the newest track by... <laughs> That's off the newest compilation record by uh, Records. <laughs> Next up, we're going to be having an in-studio session from some coked-out vegan Brooklyn indie darling who did, <laughs> who found just the right amount of reverb to make people think his haircut's not stupid. <laughs> and we got some very exciting news. Surviving members of Oingo Boingo, Chumbawamba, Incubus, and Hoobastank have formed a super group. It's called Oingo Wumba Hoobubus. And they're going to be headlining Lollapalooza. <laughs> yeah. Man. Any of you guys got health care? I one day hope to also have health care. I do not have this, this, uh, they didn't give me my, my tax paperwork when I agreed to do this festival here. So I don't know what my billing status for this year is going to be. Oh no, man. If I ever get health insurance, I'm going to go nuts. Oh man. I'm going to live in a CAT scan machine. You won't be able to get me out. It's going to be great. I'm going to have like experimental therapy. I'm not even that fucked up, but I'm going to be like getting prescription ecstasy and shit. Going to weird Swiss doctors that make me fight a guy who looked like my dad or something. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold a The Bachelor with doctors. I'm gonna have like 20 doctors. I'm gonna be like Dr. Smith. You prescribed me Vicodin very quickly. I appreciate that. Here's your stethoscope. So we do stethoscopes instead of roses on my pretend show. No, yeah. I would, man, having health insurance would be great, you know, man, man. I don't know, like, because it jives a lot in my brain, because I am of Norwegian extraction, and they have very good health insurance up in Norway. 
you know and like it's very weird to be norwegian in america without health insurance because whoever you are in america your immigrant story is like a huge thing with you you know you're like oh we were irish and we were treated like shit but we came to america and we built this country and when you're norwegian you're just like you stupid motherfuckers <laughs> you stupid norwegian ancestor motherfuckers you couldn't have ridden out the reign of hakonan the eighth just a few more years <laughs> So I could have had health insurance. I could have been blonde, you motherfuckers. But no, you had to move to Yellow Medicine County, Minnesota and grow farms and have a whole bunch of kids who got addicted to meth. All right, all right, yeah. I don't know, you know. I, it's, it's very interesting to me. They're like... America is a very weird place. I, uh, I'm very interested in the history of America. I, uh, I run a YouTube channel. It's called What the Fuck is in America? You should all go check it out, but it's very hard to find because I didn't think it through before I named it. But, um, <laughs> like, literally, come talk to me after the show. I'll just give you a coupon on how to get there. It's, you can't find it. But one of the things I think is very interesting is, you know, like, is who built America? And if you really get down to it, it was ugly people. You know, like sixes and down, we built America, you know, like you look at those pictures of all the people on the steel girders, you know, the guy, the picture of the famous people on the girders eating lunch. They're not hot. That's all sixes and down. You know, no one, no one with cheekbones had to fight at Gettysburg, you know, it was all uggos. Cause if you were hot, you didn't need to leave Europe. All the ugly bog Irish people were getting shoveled onto the boat. And then all the hot Irish people were like, why don't you just ask people for potatoes? People just give me potatoes all the time. You know? All right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close on this one here. And, uh, and I'm going to burn the light a little bit. Sorry. Um, I'm single, you know, because I suck. But whatever. I had it coming. You know? And... Fucking is weird. Fucking is... Sex is just what poor people do when there's no wrestling on TV. But... You got to do it every once in a while just to remember that you can, you know, and, and fucking is weird because it's like, I don't know, you guys got water parks around here? No, no. Okay. Shit. This joke won't work if you don't, if you're not intimately familiar with water parks. All right. Well, now that some of the momentum's gone, let's get back into it. <laughs> I'm bad at flirting. I'm just really bad. Because, like, my problem is my flirting is just being sociable and polite, you know? And, like, for some people, that's their game, you know? Like, I'll be at a bar, and I'll just be like, talking to the bartender, like, I will have this. And then the bartender will be like, here you go. And I'll be like, thank you. Here's a tip. And then my friends are like, you're trying to fuck, aren't you? Yeah! That's Andrew's game. Step one, be polite. Step two, all night. <laughs> Step three, New city, new name, start over. It's not necessary. It's just how I do things. Yeah. That's actually how my parents met. My mom was a waitress and my dad just didn't spit on the floor. <laughs> All right, I'll end on that. My name has been Andrew Murphy. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you very much. Give it back over to your host, Pam Benjamin there. Uh, give it up for yourselves for being in this room and listening to live comedy. Yay, you! Say yay, us! Yay, us! Say yay, these two young men that have really, this is you guys. I'm so glad you were here. This was a lot of fun. And um, you guys are really mature. No, it was. It was really cool, seriously. And I usually feel weird about fuck swearing in front of children, but not tonight. <laughs> Um, again, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, this has been Pam Tessis Comedy Clubhouse. We have one more show tonight at 10 o'clock. Um, it's all women, but go outside and meet the comedians and uh, come back in if you want uh, for the next show. But thank you so much for being here. This has been a lot of fun. We have shows going 
in, until Tuesday. So we've got tomorrow night from 6 to 10 p.m. We have shows on Sunday. We have 5 to 10 on Monday, 5 to 10, Tuesday, 5 to 10. So come back. And thank you so much for being here. Good night. Yay! Oh